Hey, beloved, welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we are covering chapter seven in the full book by Asherita Tutu, Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. I'm going to share key highlights from this chapter on knowing your food triggers and how God alone satisfies and comforts, plus top tips for avoiding the empty pleasures of the world. Are you willing to be fully satisfied by the word of God and his love rather than the pleasures of the world? Did you know that food becomes an idol when you allow it to become an obsession that replaces God in your life? Through Christ, we gain strength for everything and the Holy Spirit supernaturally empowers us to live as we cannot on our own. So in this episode, I explain how to spend more time with God, abiding and feasting on his word and worshiping him so that he alone satisfies and comforts you. Listen in to learn the importance of being obedient and disciplined to be prepared for your future glory. Again, I will also be sharing personal takeaways as I have from the previous episodes from when I went through this book in 2019. This powerful book changed my life so much that I chose it for the 12-week curriculum for my breakthrough program, The Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, to truly give you weapons for weight loss that work for lasting freedom, to help you renew your mind, to make you wise to the enemy's tactics so you can armor up and stand against his schemes, and to help you trade guilt for grace in your relationship with food. I am on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home and help women of faith heal their relationship with food, restore their identity in Christ, and lose toxic weight for good so they can finally become the healthy home mom God created them to be. My story and my struggles with emotional eating and weight gain started when I was about nine years old when my parents separated, and I share about my journey of gaining and losing the same 40 to 60 pounds on episode 52. You can check that one out if you haven't listened yet. This healing is a process, and this journey toward food freedom with food is not an overnight gig. Some pieces take years to heal, and then some, after years of struggle, are healed and delivered in an instant, like my come-to-Jesus moment in the bathtub with alcohol, which I shared on episode number 57. Before we get into all of this goodness, though, I want to let you know what's coming this Sunday, November 28th, and also what's launching in January of 2022. So do you feel overwhelmed when it comes to food? Have you ever felt stuck in a seemingly endless cycle of overeating, yo-yo dieting, and obsessive thoughts about food or your body image? Do you look to the scale to determine your self-worth? Oh my goodness, beloved, I am so excited. I am doing a food freedom workshop and you're invited. We're going to spend an hour together unpacking what it really takes to break free from bondages to food and struggles with weight without exercise, and even if you've struggled your entire life. For many of us, food has become an increasingly complex issue that causes us to feel guilty, overwhelmed, or even helpless. If you feel defeated by your lack of self-control or overwhelmed by your weight and thoughts and longings for food, then come join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group on Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time as we dig into scripture and reveal the path to freedom. It is so amazing. I've been working on the slides and I'm so pumped. This literally gets me fired up. I'll be covering the top three mistakes that I see people make when trying to lose weight. And this workshop will also give you a glimpse into just kind of an overall aerial view of this blueprint, which is my 12-week signature program that I'm launching January 2022. It is a faith-based format, and it's comprehensive. It's holistic in nature. We are body, spirit, and soul. So in this program, we address all three with a guided fast and detox for the physical weight loss portion, a biblically-based food freedom curriculum for the spiritual piece, and finally, personal inner healing sessions for the heart and soul work that's so crucial for lasting freedom. 
a strand of three chords is not easily broken and this program has it all. I'm gonna unpack it for you on Sunday. So weight is just a symptom. I know it's not about the weight and yet it's not not about the weight and that's really holding a lot of us back from living our lives truly to the full. Losing the weight in this program though is really just the icing on the cake. Yes, you would be losing between 10 to 15% of your body weight, which for most people is about 20 to 25 pounds. But more importantly, you will discover the joy of living free from food fixation by experiencing deeper satisfaction in Christ. You will find healing from the inside out so that you no longer need to carry this extra weight around and you'll be able to step into the fullness of what God has for you. So come join me for this totally free food freedom workshop that I'm doing for you. This is a spiritual battle, and yes, we need spiritual weapons. We need to overcome the lies with truth. I will even have a special guest join us to share her experiences from the 12-week program so you can hear firsthand her results and her takeaways, and workshop attendees will get first dibs on applying for the beta version of this program that launches in January. So beloved, if you are ashamed to work out in front of others, if you can't stop obsessing about food or stop binge eating or binge drinking, if you avoid the mirror because of what you see in the reflection, and if you're stuck in a cycle of shame, self-hatred, um, and body image, and just the, overcome by this fear and anxiety in social settings because you're thinking everybody is looking at you or judging you, beloved, if you are using food to cope and numb the pain from the past, or when you can't even handle the everyday life and your soul is yearning to be set free from the bondage of food fixation, binge eating, the loneliness, the isolation, then please come join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group for the upcoming Food Freedom Workshop. Again, it's this Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Cupboard Beloved Podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom, world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. I know a biblical approach is needed because when we aren't in alignment with who God says we are, we are susceptible to the enemy's lies. Either God is shaping our minds or the world is. And so I want to keep planting seeds that will open your heart to the idea that the Lord wants to fight this battle for you and victory is found in Jesus. So today we're talking about knowing your food triggers and how God alone satisfies and comforts plus top tips to avoid the empty pleasures of the world. So in verse, uh, sorry, Psalm 90, verse 14, it says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And so when we ask God to satisfy us with himself every morning and fill us up so that we may release food to its proper place, right? So that food doesn't have to emotionally fill us up or meet our needs. We're resisting the urge to seek comfort in something that will never, ever satisfy us. And I'm going to share a cycle with you in the minute that's keeping you stuck when you're turning to food to comfort or to solve your problems. 
When we begin to believe that we need a certain food or anything else besides God to satisfy us, it can quickly become an idol. And so during this week, uh, when I was going through the book, this chapter seven, I prayed for God to awaken my appetite for him. I fasted for that. That was what I was seeking for, a greater appetite and awakening in my appetite. John Piper says, if you don't feel strong desires for the manifestation of God, it is not because you have drunk deeply and are satisfied. It is because you have nibbled so long at the table of the world, your soul is stuffed with small things and there is no room for the great. God did not create you for this. There is an appetite for God and it can be awakened. So let's get into the different types of triggers because this could be foods. This could be behavioral, emotional, or even environmental. And so I encourage you as I'm going through these, you might want to grab a notebook and pen just to jot down the different types and then take it even a step further and keep a log just for today. Okay, don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't try to do this for a month. Just today. Today, keep a log of triggers to help identify and overcome them. And I want you to ask some questions. So I'm going to get into the different types of triggers in a minute. But I want you to ask yourself when triggered to turn to food and you're realizing that you're doing it for this comforting effect, right? Here's a good question. What is going on that's making me want to eat, right? We talked about, um, well, actually, I'm going to talk about this in a different episode, kind of like the four signs of emotional eating. But I'll I'll (laughs) let you in on a secret one right now. Emotional eating becomes this urgent sense of needing to get food. Like it's very urgent and it demands the closest processed prepackaged form of food that you can find. So as you're going through this process and you're noticing that you're doing it and you're writing this down, what is going on that's making me want to eat? What just happened? What thought did you just have? What episode just happened? What uh, emotion was just triggered? Okay. What emotion am I experiencing? That's another great question. Will eating this solve my problems? That's a good question. Will eating this create any new problems? What do my boundaries protect me from? Do I need protection today? What is God trying to teach me through this experience? And what can I thank God for in this situation? Okay, so those are questions I want you to write down. If you need to listen to them again, back it up 30 seconds and write those down. But as you trust in God's heart to get you past and through the temptation, ask him to reveal and provide the way out. Scripture gives us this as a promise. Thank him in faith for providing a way out so you can endure it, which builds your strength in the spirit realm, believe it or not. Praise him and thank him for the way out because giving in to the temptation is a trap into idol worship, which we don't want. Yuck, right? Thank God for removing the idol of food and alcohol in my life. Second Corinthians 3.17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Praise God. <laughs> okay, let's go over each of the trigger types. So first we have food, and that could be smells, sights, sounds, senses of food. The actual food itself. Okay, that could be one trigger type is the actual food itself. Most often it, that's not the trigger. Most often it's behavioral, environmental, or emotional. So the second one is behavioral, and that can be activities, habits, or external cues. So if you always come home, reach for a certain item in the cabinet, you know, that's behavioral. That is a habit. If you always swing through a certain drive-through on your way home from work because you take a specific way, 
and you're eating in your car before you get home, maybe anticipating the stress or overwhelm of walking into your home environment, that is a behavioral trigger. Okay, then we have emotional triggers. So it's comfort seeking, numbing. This is more of an internal cue. So it's coming from the inside versus the outside, the external, like with behavioral. Emotional comes from the inside. So this could be you just had a fight with your spouse and so now you're in the cabinet or um, something came up in your business and you're feeling insecure and so you're not sure what to do about you're getting overwhelmed emotionally and so this eating of comfort food releases that pressure that you're feeling internally. And then we have the fourth type of trigger which is environmental and this could be time of day, it could be location, um, expectation of others. This is kind of like behavioral but a little bit different. It's when you're in a specific environment and so this does have external cues as well. So as we're going through this series and just on things we've touched on and discussed, whenever we turn to food to soothe us rather than going to God, we only exacerbate our problems, right? Food is not actually solving our problems. It's in fact creating more problems and we're essentially making food our idol. And so when you think about that trigger, here's the two different ways you could go down this route, right? Two different scenarios here. Whenever we eat to resolve or solve our emotional issues, again, we only exacerbate our problems. What happens is we have that trigger, that emotion, with that thought that creates an emotion, that triggers a reaction, that creates a behavior. The behavior is going to food, which is only a temporary fix. It's a temporary soother. It's a counterfeit comfort. And it creates and exacerbates that food fixation that we need, we need, we need in order to solve our problems. And then we, you know, that pleasure of eating wears off because it's only temporary. We feel guilt and shame and disappointment. We spiral downward. You guys know what I'm talking about. And we feel terrible about ourselves. And that's not solving our problems. It's actually creating more problems. And it's keeping us stuck in this shame spiral. Whereas the alternate route is to you have a food trigger and you immediately turn to God and you get that lasting satisfaction because you're continually being filled with the spirit it's actually going to someone that can comfort and satisfy. We can find that in the Lord because that's what we were created for. God is the only one big enough to handle our problems and the only one who can set us free. When we are start thinking that my problems are too big for God, that's putting God in a box. God is the only one big enough to handle our problems. So here's what you can do, some tips. You can, one, ask God to fill you each morning with his love so you don't have any holes to fill, whether it's in need or excess. Just joyfully bring it to God to meet our praise for provision. Number two is fleeing from the idol of self-will. Self-will or our own willpower leads to more rules and legalism and restriction, and our flesh is very limited. We only have so much willpower and just like a battery, it drains as the day goes on. And so you ever notice how you're more motivated in the morning and you tend to do really well. And as the day goes on, you just get willpower fatigue and you are weaker and weaker and weaker. And then by late at night, you're binging, right? Because you've depleted your reserves of willpower. Number three is learning to worship God. So worship is coming before God and admitting you are enough. Even if I never got to taste my favorite foods ever again or have them for comfort, Lord, you are enough. I need you and you can satisfy me. There's that song, I need you, Lord, I need you. And I just love starting my morning with worship time. We can't not worship. It was built in us by design. And so the question is, what or who will you choose to worship? Scripture tells us the answer. Jesus Christ, our Lord, celebrate God's involvement in the details of your own life and let him satisfy your thirsty soul. And then one more, number four, 
keeping a journal so you can take notes and take action and then take care on what you are noticing. So people often say that the first step to conquering any bad habit is recognizing that there is a problem and what you can do to change or stop that behavior. In order to do that, we have to take notes and we have to realize where the patterns are coming from and take those thoughts captive um, combat them with truth in scripture and take them to release them to the Lord. So one really effective way to find out the what, where, and when of emotional eating is to begin to process um, them out loud, like writing them out, right? Keeping a journal. Much of the drive to engage in emotional eating, much of that is subconscious. So keeping a journal, again, will create this awareness. It can be a very powerful tool in discovering what the circumstances or experiences may be that lead to uh, this session or binge eating or emotional eating, right? So write down every time you decide what to eat, the details of that. Go back to those questions and ask yourself those questions. You can also ask how hungry were you on a scale of one to 10? You know, 10 being full, one being starving. Were you actually hungry or was it an urgent hunger? An emotional hunger? Was there something that triggered that? Were you with friends? Were you with loved ones? Were you with coworkers? Were you alone? You might be surprised to find that there are subtle but yet visible patterns as you keep track. And then once you've written it down, you can take time looking at your notes, compiling the information, asking Holy Spirit, um, asking yourself those questions, and then finding that those things that are triggering to you, those major events, might need some healing underneath. You can book a prophetic heart healing session with me, an inner healing modality that I've learned from Elise and Truck Tarango, completing their official mentorship program. And so looking down at those behaviors that are subconscious, they're below the surface, you don't even realize that you're doing it, and you're not even quite sure why. Um, but anyway, you can take action on that, whether it be physical, spiritual, or emotional. And then finally, take care. Uh, deep breathing. I like to use essential oils under my tongue to just kind of interrupt the pattern. If I didn't just buy myself a couple seconds and do something in the natural and the physical to stop the reactive and automatic behavior, then I can give myself that breathing room that I've created that margin to just lower my stress a little bit, journal out what's going on and process it out with the Lord. Okay, beloved, I just want to encourage you that through Christ, we gain strength for everything and the Holy Spirit supernaturally empowers us to live as we could not on our own. Repent for the actions that you're taking that are not in alignment with the way that God thinks and receive by faith what you've already positionally have in heavenly places. Our obedience and discipline prepares us for our future glory. So just like scripture says, that discipline in the moment does not feel very good, but it's always for your good and it's always for your greater and future glory. We are currently moving at the speed of our obedience. And so how long does it take for you to recognize God's voice and listen and take action? So I just encourage you to spend more time with God, abiding, um, feasting on his word, praying, seeking, asking, and worshiping him. Again, be sure to join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group for upcoming workshop November 28th. It's a Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. All are invited. It's open to everyone. And in the meantime, beloved, I just pray that you prosper in your health just as your soul prospers, that as you're disciplining yourself, that as you're becoming aware of habits, that you have expectations of hope, that by not letting the old thoughts get more um, in your mind and not letting them trip you up, that you're thanking God for the work being done in you and that spirit of self-control is just growing in your heart and that all glory goes to God and that the Holy Spirit, just like those 
rivers of living water that flow from within continually fills you up and that you have everything you need. Rest assured that you can find everything in Jesus, no matter how deep the issue that you find satisfaction in him, that only he is our bread of life, that only he is the daily sustenance that will keep us full, never to hunger again. And just that as you take a moment to breathe him in, you just repeat, you are enough and thank you, Jesus. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.